0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, my lovely, gorgeous people. Uh, welcome to the Inside Out uh, Effect podcast. Uh, this is episode 13, and today we will be covering the topic of OCD, which is obsessive compulsive disorder. For those of you who don't really know who
1: it is, or what it who is. Who it is? Yeah, who it is? Who it is? That'll be along shortly. is going to walk in any minute now. Yeah, he's no, he's going to turn up. <laughs> Or, she, or she's going to turn up, because we don't want to be sexist. Yes, okay, uh, well, look, uh, I'm your host, Stephen yes. Jakes. Sorry, start, we started early. Yeah, we are. I don't happen, there you go. I'm your host, Stephen yes. Jakes,
0: from healingthemind.co.uk. Uh, look, oh, okay, we've got to start again, because I'm made of absolute... Who are I'm from... Just carry on. <laughs> I'm from healingthemind.co.uk. And uh, I'm a neuro reboot technician and a DTO specialist and, uh, and a therapist as well. And uh, to my right, um, we've got the lovely, the fast and the furious today, the lovely Jonathan Shaw. And now Jonathan is the founder of the DTO system and is also founder of the Inside Out Effect uh, um, project, which I am work with him with. And he's also the author of the book um, Decoding Pain, um, the chronic Blueprint, yeah, to you, you know blueprint, blueprint to healing chronic pain. <laughs> you are never
1: getting your badge if you don't get that right. You, I will never give you a medal if you don't get that right. I'll One week—that's all I want. Yeah. One week. <laughs> Just get it right.
0: Yes, and so is author for that book.
1: Uh, and so, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, uh, how, Lee, how are you doing, Jonathan? How you been, mate? I'm um, very well. I'm, I'm actually not been well this week, but I'm actually yeah. okay today. I'm all right. I'm, I'm about eighty percent better. But yes, okay. I'll, I'll talk about that. I haven't. I've been unwell slightly this week, but I'm. I'm getting there. Oh, great. Okay. So um, so we've had quite a lot of people now. This, uh, the
0: podcast is starting to get quite a lot of momentum now. And, um, you know, um, I'm getting a lot of people now messaging me saying how beneficial it is. So if you know anybody that really is sort of who uh, suffers or anybody you know with any of the topics that uh, we cover depression, anxiety, PTSD, OCD, or, or the like then please, uh, please, please share it with them because the information that we divulge and we talk about is, is groundbreaking and it really can help them. So, I just wanted to say that before we started, and uh, you know, it's really great. I'm getting so much positive feedback from people; it's just amazing. It's, I'm, I'm absolutely gobsmacked, and it's really, really good.
1: And yeah, you uh, show me a couple of messages, and and, yeah. and uh, that, you, that when you post it out to people, and. Uh Nobody ever messaged me about it. I feel very alone from that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and DTO myself later on that right because I no one ever messaged me and told me how great the podcast is. I did. Uh, so yeah, you did. Yeah, that, that's the, <laughs> you're all I hear from basically. I know. So, oh, no, anyway. So, so basically, so, how's your week been, mate? Anyway, let's get to it. Uh, well, it started off really well, and then I I, I, I went into repair on on uh, on Wednesday morning. Uh, for those of you who don't know, what repair is that's what traditionally people call illness. Uh, illness is not illness. It's a repair phase. It's your body healing itself. I have spoken about that. If you're the, if you're listening to this for the first time, uh, it's actually a repair phase when you're unwell. Uh, and so I was throwing up on Wednesday morning and had pain and everything. And uh, I know what caused it. So I spent the next uh, couple of days clearing it uh, because that's why I view illness and disease. I I view it as a shock uh, that happens. I know what the shock was. So I went to working through that and clearing it, and so I recover much quicker than a lot of people most people they end up ill for a week or so with something like that with a a, a cold or a flu because I basically had flu symptoms I was aching all over I was sick stirring up I had pain my energy was gone uh, I couldn't move on that first day um, but by the second day, I was moving around. My pain had gone. Uh, my energy, energy levels were just low. So it, it's much easier once you know what the shock is and you can switch it off. It's much easier to recover from things yeah. in a, in a faster time period. So oh, you've done um, that to me in the past as well. You know, so yeah, I can validate that. Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's a much it's a much quicker way to. Uh, it's nice for your body to actually relax and heal. So I have spent a couple of days extra just chilling out and not working and doing anything because the body needs that. But I didn't have to be ill through it. I could just be normal and just. Yeah, you know, function. I could function. I yeah. could function, whereas normally, in the past, you know, when I was a kid, I would have not been able to function, and that's what most people do. They can't function for days on end, so they can't do anything. But it's nice to actually, when you are healing and repairing, to actually be able to function a little bit and move around and do things. Yeah. So, so, so that's
0: about to... holding my theory, because I thought you just, you just didn't want to come to the spa with me. Is that that's, what it was? Yeah. yeah I, yeah, I, I thought, here we go, that chestnut.
1: Yeah, we were supposed to go to the spa on so Thursday, We were working hard to treat went. ourselves and uh, I couldn't go because I just wasn't fully functional on Thursday to do that and Steve was very gutted and disappointed he missed me dreadfully I did miss you dreadfully and, I did uh, miss and, you but uh, I still good. went and I had an absolutely brilliant time it was so lovely and relaxing So yeah and I, I was at home very jealous and I switched it off as well with DTO <laughs> while I was laying there doing nothing um, so no so that, that, yeah. that's good and I'm about 80% better so I'm back on Saturday so we can do this yeah it's good to see you back on yeah, back to your fighting weight again so to speak and so, I'm fighting weight yeah, well, I'm not a boxer. Yeah. I'm not coming out. Are you what sure? No, I'll well, sort of be middleweight. I don't mean really much about boxing. Would I be middleweight, like light, am lightweight? I'm a bit of a lightweight, really. You're I'm a bit of a, not like, a, bit a muscle, of lightweight. Right. A muscle, right a so, have you had any good uh, um, results with uh, with any of your clients in the last week or so? Well, actually, um, not not a, a recent client. I actually just got. A, I've had lots of good result recent clients, but uh, I had a message from someone today. Actually, uh, yeah. someone phoned me and left a message. It's a lady I treated uh, many years ago with CRPS, chronic regional pain syndrome. And she'd had chronic regional pain syndrome for about 17 years when she, she found me. For those who don't know what chronic regional pain syndrome is, it affects your joints, your nervous system, and also the skin as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it affects three different parts, and I can't remember exactly what parts it. Is, but three different parts of the organs at the same time. And this affects her, this lady's wrist on her left side, all the way up her arm, into her shoulder, into her neck. And she had tried multiple traditional therapies to the point where she had a uh, what they call a stent-fitted, which is an electrical device, which they actually put under the skin. They actually operate, put it under the skin, and it goes at the base of your, your back, and it numbs and signals up the nervous system, up the spine, to where you're getting the pain. Uh, she had two of these put in. One didn't work, so you took the one out, put another one in, and that kind of worked, but she still was in pain, but it reduced it, and she couldn't do barely anything. And this lady couldn't cut her own food when she went out. Her husband had to do it. She couldn't hold her, both kids' hands when she went out That's with her it that for her was tragic she couldn't yeah. hold both kids hands when she walked down the street she couldn't ride a bike she couldn't swim um, because it was just too painful and eventually what happened she ended up with sciatic pain down the right side of her leg and then she finally came to me tried loads of therapies nothing really worked so she sort of lived with it came to me but for me to be able to fix sciatic pain I had to fix the, the, the CRPS as well and so we spent uh, a good nine months working through this with her and her arm was also bent and it was rigidly locked at the elbow it was bent inwards right. and she couldn't straighten it and we spent a long time clearing the shocks and, and, and clearing all the trauma out of the system and her arm completely straightened the pain went away and she got her life back she could hold a kid's hand she could swim ride a bike you know she's fantastic she's moved forwards and she's been pain free for years now at not using the machine, because you can switch the machine off, and the machine has been dormant, the stent has been dormant in her body for a good four or five years now, whatever it is, and she called me today saying that she's, she's finally got the operation to take it out. Wow. But she's taken her so long to do that, because everyone she's been to is so gobsmacked, all the doctors and all the surgeons she's been to about it are so gobsmacked she's out of pain, they can't understand why she wants to take it out. They can't understand the concept that she's not in pain anymore from it. Uh, because this—that's well, nice of them. Yeah, that's that's what I thought was lovely. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what I thought. No, was no, no, no. You can't not be in pain. You couldn't possibly not be in pain. No, that's you need great. to be in pain. Why would you? Why would you? Why that's that makes sense? You can't be in pain, and <laughs> yeah. even if you're not in pain, why we don't understand? So you must no, be. Yeah. Um, well, because obviously I, they need to understand it. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I mean they they, they, they it would fry people because technically her. In their eyes, it was caused by a car accident, which it happened after a car accident. She had two operations. Yeah. That's made the pain worse. And then she was diagnosed with CRPS. Yeah. And traditionally, CRPS can't be fixed. But she has no pain. And she's had no pain for a good four or five years. So she doesn't need it in her body anymore. And, you know, she knows that it's gone. You know, she's tested it, and proved it. She can do everything she could before. She's fully functioning again. And she's, she's actually a coach herself. She coaches um, kids. Which is actually fantastic, and uh, she does an amazing job, and she's really passionate about her job. And since she's got rid of pain, her career has taken off, whereas before it was stuck. So she's doing really, really well. But uh, from I got a brief message, uh, voice message from her, just saying, you know, the people she's been to see have been gobsmacked. So it's taken a while to get this appointment, but she's finally having it out on Tuesday. Which is absolutely fantastic, and she just wanted to let me know because I, I, she said on the voice message, I played a, a big part in helping. Yeah, her that must that make pain. you feel
0: quite amazing, mate. And and also as well, it's a it's a big sort of a kick in the in the hoolies for you know what's going on out there to be able to actually do that against all the odds. It's just proof that you know this healing can really really happen if it's
1: dressed and looked at in a proper way. If you address the pain in the correct way, there is a very specific way to address pain. If you address it in the correct way, your pain will yeah. go. I don't care what you've been told. I don't care what you believe. If you do it in the correct way and you're open to getting rid of your pain, yeah. then the pain will go. And this lady, she put up for 17 years and she was just now fed up with it and wants to get rid of it. Yeah. And yes, it took us nine months, but she'd had it for 17 years. I mean, this 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 was uh, this was a big conflict for her, and it, it took a long time to work it out. There was a lot to it, but she's now free of pain. And that she was in pain for seven. I can't imagine. I can't imagine that. I just. I've been in pain for a year and a half. That was that was fucking long enough to be honest. Yeah. That was that was my length of time to be in pain. I, I can't imagine. I went. Years I went through
0: two years of absolutely uh, excruciating pain before I had my first back operation. Yeah. And I was having everything, and yep. in the end, I operated, um, which I wish I'd known. I'd known you before that because you know I've got nerve damage now. I think a little bit, and and it's played up a little bit since that, but. I, I, what I do know now is that it was probably preventable.
1: Uh, yes. Um, yeah. We are still working on your back, and, yeah. and your back will heal gradually. Well, it is healing, it's it's it is, it's it's healing more and it's more. So more even more though uh, the, even people say there's nerve damage, but that will heal once you clear out the trauma. And his back's getting better and better every yeah, day. It is, Yeah. I'm um, even thinking about going to the gym now, aren't I? Yes, so that's. Yeah, where, uh, no. Yeah. That's so great. before Steve wasn't was worried about going to the gym, and he's worried about doing exercise. He's now actually more confident in his back now because we've helped give him his confidence back so he's more confident to go to the gym and start exercising in the right way again that's another thing people do one of the things I do is I, I show people how to, to rehab their body safely so they can they can go and build themselves up to doing what they yeah. used to do M- most people aren't shown how to rehabilitate their body yeah. I mean, in a right, gradual way and safely uh,
0: three three ops in in five years yeah five years four years five years five, three ops in five years yeah and so, um, you know, obviously the confidence goes...
1: That is one of the biggest problems, your confidence goes in your body. same
0: place every time. Yeah. Every time, same place, and it was, it was, it was soul-destroying, because the pain was just, it was unbelievable. Yeah. And obviously, you know, your own, your own... It just cripples, it just disto- steals your life, so...
1: But anyway... And the sad thing is, if I'd met you before, yeah. I could have got rid of the pain yeah. without all that, and yeah. found the triggers, and yeah. switched it off, which we are doing now, we are finding those triggers. Yeah. But um, it is, it is uh, very... Uh, Common? It's very common. That's what yeah. people people go through. That yeah. and the the plane can be switched off much easier generally. Um, but it is nice uh, when my client called me and told me that I was like oh. Brilliant, because you've been talking about it for yeah, a while. It's a long time and since it is, it, is I, mate. I can imagine the, the the medical profession's brains must be exploding with this concept, She's got no pain. But how you couldn't be happy for someone now they're out of pain? I mean, why would you not go, oh, my God, that's incredible. How did you do that? They didn't ask, oh, my God, that's incredible. How did you do that? They were just baffled and don't believe it. And I'm like, that makes, that makes no sense. You, you would go... Well, how did you do that? Yeah. That's incredible. Can we do that with other people? Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't seem to be what happens, uh, sadly. So there's, you know, but it is lovely to hear my client out pain with yes, that. That's fantastic. And, and having that taken out of her body, that's not good in the body. No,
0: it's brilliant. That's a, what an excellent story as well to share with these people because there's people out there that might tune in and listen to this fundamentally have been in pain for 15, 10, 5 years or whatever. Yeah. We'll give them an element of hope. Yeah. And, and it's very inspiring because it might get them to... Look at the issue, and then address it in a different way. And, yeah. and actually, you know, I have some belief that they could be out of their pain, out of pain pretty
1: soon. So, and, and the, the, I have to say, this lady is very, very inspiring. I mean, her story is actually on my website. You can go check it out. Um, uh, her story is very inspiring because she would, her, she would have a lot of sabotage running to heal this. She had it for a long time. So there's a lot of sabotage running, and she lived a good three, four hours away from me. Uh, so she initially travelled down to see me so I could look at physically but a lot of the work we did was over Skype over the internet to clear a lot of the trauma out because it was a lot lot of trauma based there wasn't a lot of physical work involved and, um, and she used to say to me before she came on uh, her body would literally shake because her body was frightened because it, it knew I was going to help her get rid of this pain mm. and she had it for so long she'd become so used to it that she was like well who am I going to be without it how am I going to live without it? How am I going to cope without it? How am I going to be without it? Uh, yeah. What are people going to think when well, I've not, not got no pain yeah. anymore? They're going to think I was making it up. Yeah. We have all these stories we tell ourselves about our pain. and well, we make shit up. And we make stuff up. And those things we make up in our minds, and that often keeps us stuck. And it kept us stuck for a long time. So her body was really frightened. But because she's a coach herself, she understands that. She understands the unconscious mind. And she was able to fight that to get on with me so we could do the clearing. Yeah, but I should did do that. Say, yeah, a lot of people do sometimes because if they've got a lot of no, stuff I have to running, fight it to get on you with you. You fight it. <laughs> well, you don't have to. You could just tell me, no, no, no Jonathan, no, no. I don't want yeah, you to do it. Yeah, no, but you're right, they do fight it too. They, they do, you fight it. You yeah. fight And I've even and thought things to, myself. I had to the
0: thing this morning, but we'll get to that in a minute. But.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so she's very inspirational because she's now a very successful coach uh, for kids... Uh, to teach them to deal with their emotions and their thoughts. And she loves working with kids and teenagers. And she, She's very, very good at that. And her business has taken off since she got rid of pain. Her life has completely changed. Uh, and she's very inspirational and she's, she's a, a good Sounds friend. like a truly amazing lady, really. She really is a lovely lady and she's brilliant. She so does. if
0: you're listening, well done. That's fantastic. And I hope you uh, carry on to inspire many other children and other people with your stories. So, yeah, excellent. Lovely news. Great. Cool. And Steve, how's your week been? Busy busy yeah really busy it's I'm really honest I said in this last week I'm getting busier and busier and it's just getting to the point now where I'm getting I'm, my whole days now is just you know mm. I'm just doing I'm just healing people all the time um, and it's great because I'm helping so many people and I love it and I'm really grateful for, for people to come to me and like I said last week I'm now getting my friends a lot of I've got a lot of friends a lot of people that I grew up with mm. uh, a lot of people that uh, know me very very well uh, now coming to me and asking and I'm helping them out and it's just so great because like I said I think when you when you when your friends are banging on your door, then you know you've cracked it.
1: Definitely. And I think... It's not normally why my friends bang on my door, but that's okay. Yeah. Normally, normally <laughs> well, if they're banging to... on my door, they're the ones who cracked it. Yeah. Not... But uh, they're banging too hard. Yeah. Um... But um, anyway... <laughs> So, but, yeah, So I've been.
0: I've been I've but thought, you've had a
1: good story. You've had some really yeah, good two, clients. You said there's been two yeah, really good ones this yeah, week. Yeah,
0: there has. And and, and and I'm still working with these people. So they started coming to see me last week. And you know, when you they they come to you and they say, oh, well, I've got this problem, because obviously, like they they think the problem is, but they don't. Yeah. And it's not until you start working with them that you realise there's a load of deep stuff that that they just block out because they don't think that's the problem I and mean, they've, they've dealt with it. And, you know, I hear this all the time. Oh, I know what my problem is. Or, yeah, no, I've dealt with that. And when you actually do it, you haven't dealt with it at all, really. You just, you just stop thinking about it or you blocked it out. Mm. And that's right. Well, oh, well, I've dealt with that. And we know that that doesn't work. But uh, so um, I, it's really weird because I've, I've had a sort of pattern of things. So, you know, first last week I was having kidnappings and, and stuff. <laughs> this week it's been um, about termination. So I've seen a pattern of people coming to me with the guilt of terminating um, a pregnancy and stuff. So I've managed to switch all of that off and all the guilt to that. It's been good. But in particular, I've had two, I've got two ladies that I'm working with and um, both of them uh, have, well, one of them in particular uh, has been housebound pretty much. So she has, um, she's basically housebound. She's absolutely in fear of leaving her home, a fear of being attacked. Um, And it all stems back to her being attacked as a, as a as a child uh, with uh, relationships and there was an instance where her father made a pass at her um well as a stepfather made a pass at her and then but she treated him as her dad right and then so she basically uh, (laughs) she basically was obviously offended and couldn't believe it then when she told her mother he denied it and the mother chose the the side of the father right so now her mother
1: which actually often happens in a lot of cases like a lot of cases I've treated The, 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 the child uh, feels alone and not listened to because the mother... Yeah, but this, is, this, was this, yeah, this was actually an adult. Yeah, this was
0: actually as an adult, you don't know, as an adult, and she was an adult. Right. So, and that screwed her up. Yeah
1: yeah <laughs> because
0: yeah so she's got so she's had all this stuff going on and i think in a way that was sort of for her the icing on the cake because she'd already got this anxiety she'd already been attacked and she'd already got low no self-worth and etc cetera, etc cetera. and there's a whole load of stuff that uh, that she feels about herself but fortunately enough after the first session i completely removed the anxiety of leaving the home right um and there there are some other layers there but i've got the majority of it because um She's texted me next day she's been out going for walks, she's been going out, she's been doing stuff. So that's really, really good. So yeah. that was like the
1: first hole I made in it. Well, that, that's a massive progress. She couldn't go out and now she's going out for walks. Yeah. I mean, that's a massive step forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we, we always talk about the quick healings and things and, and things that often take a little... We, you get a quick healing about memories and things, but when you with anxieties and things, sometimes it takes time to work through the triggers, but be able to, to make that bigger dent such quick, so quickly yeah. to get someone to go from who can't go out at all... To all of a sudden going for walks is a huge thing. Although, to most people out there right now, they're listening going, well, that's really simple. Actually, to someone who's experienced yeah. severe anxiety, that's actually very hard. Yeah. So to do that in a, a space of a... How long did that take you?
0: Um, I think I'd done that in about thirty-five minutes. that Wow!
1: One. So to do that in thirty-five minutes is quite incredible. Yeah, it was thirty-five minutes. That that was that was. And explain was. the way you did it because you you did something slightly so different, didn't you? You went after something different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so there's a so what happens is generally we go after the the belief, or we'll go after the uh the the three main responses yeah. shame the alone response but on this occasion this woman stored this response as a feeling or a sensation in her body yeah and so um at first i was having real trouble i just was really trying every time i went to the response and tried to switch it off it was like no it's still there it's still there it's not going it's not going i'm like oh and fortunately enough i had done a bit of work with you on myself a little while ago and it was uh the reason i was getting pulled back to a certain response was because of a sensation and yeah And so I sort of worked out that that's what was going on. So I asked her, and she said, oh, it's here. It's really big pain in my stomach. And I was like, ah, okay. So then I just basically went to that sensation. And as soon as I switched, after about three or four levels of questioning and switching certain responses off, that whole pain went, literally disappeared from my body. And she turned around and said to me, oh, my God, I've got, like, butterflies, like happy butterflies in my tummy. I haven't felt that since I was a child. That's brilliant. And she's got to be 40
1: wow so well,
0: it's just a long time to be yeah. unhappy and
1: so that's brilliant so the reason I got Steve to tell it like that is because a lot of people don't realise that sensations in your body can be triggers yeah they are and they can actually keep thought process and feelings lingering even if you try and get rid of the thought process or you've tried a technique to get rid of the thought process if the sensations that exist it re-triggers that thought process yeah. all the time and that's what was happening with Steve with one thing and, and, he, and he's now found out that's what's happening with his lady. Yeah. Well, um, as, soon as, as soon as I realised... I was thinking, well, hang on a minute. I know
0: this works categorically, 100%. I've not failed with anybody. And I yeah. tell everybody that it comes in. But all of a sudden, I'm asking these... I'm, I'm going to these, these responses and she's, no, it's still there. It's not going. It's yeah. not there. It's all going. So, ordinarily, anyone else not knowing that secret... Would have said, Well, I don't know where to go, I don't, don't know, know what to, to do it. Exactly, they
1: wouldn't know what to do, they'd well, get stuck. Absolutely
0: stuck. stuck. That's I mean, right. and then and then you would have doubted yourself and you would have doubted the process and the whole the whole house of cards would have
1: fallen down. That's right.
0: But fortunately enough, timing, and there's no coincidence in the universe, no, as we no, speak. No, no, but no, luckily no, enough, no, the last, universe is
1: really so lazy.
0: Yeah, last week or last week it was we worked on a, uh, that, you know, something that was running with me with that feeling, and and then, obviously, I just went to that, and then once I got rid of that, that was the that was the magic key so so she was able to do that and going back to what you were saying a little uh, short you know in your last um, explanation, I also went to clear uh, and this was today as well, but clearing about the whole uh, attack of well she says it is an attack, but when her father or stepfather made a pass at her and kissed her for too long, and then said, "Oh, I love you more than I do a daughter or whatever it was whatever. but when I went to dress address that, Dad was like. Resistance on a on an epic scale. She couldn't keep her eyes shut. Her body wouldn't. Her body wouldn't. The pain. She said, like she'd been stabbed," yes. and the pain was so bad for her mm. that when I was actually doing the the clearing, she couldn't do it. We had to keep stopping. Had to keep stopping. Had to keep stopping. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow." You know, I said, "Right, okay." What is this resistance of letting it? She goes, "I really, really want to let it go, but my body won't." Because her body was. She's had it for so long, and mm. it meant so much to her that you know she fought and fought and fought and fought and fought, and, fought and, fought and I just persevered with it. And, um... You know, I was a bit more compassionate than I usually am. Like, cause I just like to go to the problem and switch it off. Right, no, that's right. Yeah, boom, no, get rid of it. No, yeah, but this you time can't was a bit, Always do that. Uh, right, no, so right. I was a little bit more compassionate with this lady, and obviously she was really struggling. With, but anyway, fortunate enough, I managed to clear that for her today, and so that was like really, really successful. And then there's another lady um, who I spoke to last week. Her, she was a child. Father came in with a gun, tried to kidnap. You know, threatened the mum to kill her. Wanted to kidnap the kids. She was at the top of the stairs. You right. know, um, as you can imagine, as a child, that would have absolutely traumatised you. Yeah. Um, and so uh, and that's led on to so many behavioral problems for her and beliefs in her whole life it's right. played out in her relationship she constantly she constantly keeps drawing uh relationships like her dad yeah and so over and over again she's having really violent at being attacked violently and all the rest of it and now she can see that uh but I've managed to clear I managed to clear the whole thing so she couldn't sleep because there was a man at the bottom of the stairs that was going to yeah. That was going to take them away and kill them and that, but that's what she made up at the time as a child. Right. But that's played out over and over and over again in her life and and so anyway, I I spent you know, quite a bit of time with that one because there was a lot to it. But um, yeah, so I've now removed all of the all of the issues around being kidnapped and being. And her not being able to protect her brother for a gun being yeah. pointed at him. And, you know, you've, she's such a small child and you've got that going on. That's, that's going to traumatise you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, I, but I she don't... believed, but hang on, she just believed, though, that it was normal and it was just part of her growing up. And so yeah. she'd gone through life thinking, you know, oh, well, you know, things like that happen you know it's just normal that's who I am and do not want to make a big deal out of it and because and, actually she's an amazingly amazingly energetic really bubbly optimistic girl I love working with her she's really great but um, she just made, normalized it <laughs> like...
1: well that's what a lot of people wow. do they, they do normalize yeah. their lives people normalize what they've gone through they normalize what they've experienced they normalize who they are and the irony is this that's not who they are. Where no, that, not, it's nothing to do with who they no, are, but they've made it a normal part of their life. And because they don't talk about it anyone, they don't know anyone else who's gone through the same thing, or they just feel that it's it's there and it well, it, it's, it, it can't be. But, it doesn't you don't need to do anything about it? No, yeah,
0: exactly. But this goes back to what I said in the last podcast about this is the thing is that we normalise stuff and these then get uh, these get hardwired neurologically. The emotions and the memories get hardwired neurologically. But the problem is is that when we get triggered unconsciously and we're not aware of them, we get those feelings of those events without consciously accessing them and yes. those feelings come up, what we're doing over and over again, repetitively, and I see this in everyone, is they're just making up shit. Oh, it's happening because of this and happening because of that. And the yes. problem is, is as soon as you keep making up shit and making up things when you have this feeling... The problem is, is you nail that as a belief. Yes, that's right. And you're just now adding to the problem.
1: Yeah. You're now adding to the problem and you're behaving in a way which is just basically something you've made up. And the problem that is society then fuels that because society then says, well, it's those things as well. Yes. And, and you're drawing those things that you think it is from what you've been told by your yeah. parents or you about, on, what you've seen on TV. Or go on Google and or read. Google. Yeah. yeah, so you're drawing what you think it is from what you've heard or seen before. Yeah. And so you're then distracted from the actual problem so, because you've been brought away from the problem in your mind, you can never find the root of the problem. Yes, exactly. And that. so you end up staying stuck. Yeah. And I see that so. We see it so many times. I see it with people yeah. in pain. I see it with people suffering with uh, mental health. I see it with people suffering with money blocks or relationship things. They they're so busy m- making up or believing what they've been told is the cause. Or yeah. What they've heard is a cause, rather than going inside themselves and going, well, wait a minute, what, yeah. what, well, what's think. inside me that's created this? Yes. And that, that's all you got to do. That, that's all we're trying to say. Out of everything that we do, uh, the, our whole message you is... Stop of, making up shit! Well, yeah, but our whole message <laughs> is is that whatever's happening is inside of you. Yeah, inside of you. And it's being you. created by what's inside of you. It's not your fault. We're not blaming you. It's not not something that that can't be changed. It's just there's something inside of you that's causing the problem. Whatever it is... It's just
0: the emotional response to an event.
1: Yes, generally. generally, It can can be stem from an event. So there's a response in you from somewhere in your life that is now creating your life situation. Whether it's pain, whether it's mental health, whether it's relationship issues or money blocks or bad shit keeps happening. Whatever it is, somewhere inside you, there's a response that's causing it. And all you have to do is find a response... And switch it off. You don't need to spend money on external things. You don't need to spend money on lots of exercise and nutrition and diets. Yes, if you want to do those things, great. But it ain't necessarily going to solve the emotional response inside of you. That's what you've got to solve. It makes you feel good. It makes you feel good temporarily. Temporarily, I see it constantly. People are constantly trying to do something outside of them to solve something that is so obviously an internal response. And the other thing is sometimes things aren't obviously internal. Uh, but to me, in my experience, and I've been doing this 20 years, it, to me, everything is the internal response. Literally everything. If someone names something to me and they got a problem, I, if they allow me, I'll find their internal response that's creating it. Even things they don't think can be creating it. Um, and uh, that's how law of attraction works. Yes. So I treat so many people, and they have so many weird reasons why they've got the problem, but I always know it's an internal response that's driving that and that's all you have to look for yeah. once you get that you can then solve any situation in your life yeah once well, you, you stop ever- blaming something external you can look inside yourself, and then all you need, once you've got the response, is a way to switch it off. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing as
0: well is that you know, you talk about relationship issues, and sometimes we stay in relationships you should we shouldn't do for the same reason because yeah. we feel guilt and shame that we don't want to leave and because we don't want to hurt the kids or, or right. and it's all done for the wrong reason. So we end up staying there. Now I know several people right now in that situation that bit that I've heard that are basically lying to themselves. They know that they that it shouldn't be there, but they're staying there, and they're doing it because, obviously, for whatever for the guilt, because they don't want to leave. But the problem is, is that if you're doing that, you're you're the pain that you have that you must be putting yourself to wake up every day to know what's happening. You're not happy in a relationship, with, and it's going to affect the kids. The kids aren't stupid; they sense it. So stop. And but the problem is, is the guilt and your shame of what what parents might think or your friends might think if you was to leave or this, that, and the other. There's so much going on, and but that problem is, is that is that it's also that response. Inside you that's keeping
1: you there the, the sad thing is some people don't know yeah so some people are aware of it so yeah you're absolutely right yeah. I, I know people like that yeah, i, mean, I yeah. know those of people I like even th- admitted it to me and i'm like well what yeah why would you want to do that with your life i mean it's Be- insane because the, there's so many emotional responses around it is so much fear and worry and then the shame and guilt kicks in and yeah. which is underneath the shame right but some people aren't actually aware of those things they're in relationships and they're not happy but they're not aware why they're not aware that it's wrong. They've normalised it. They've normalised it yeah. and gone, oh, this is what it's like. This is what life's like. Yeah. And we just don't believe that's what life is like. Uh, we when don't I believe. Know categorically you be... it's not. No, it's not. We've learned that it's not <laughs> yeah, through okay. our work and through doing yeah. DTO. We've learned that's not what life is like. And don't get me wrong, me and and I'm still are... learning. Yeah, and so am I. We're not perfect. We're still switching things off that we couldn't switch off. Before we had DCO because the techniques we're using weren't working. But the more we switch things off, we realise life does not have to be the way we've been told life has to be. Yeah. Life does not have to be the way we've learnt life has to be through our own experiences. Life can be whatever we choose to make it. And we learn that more and more every single day. And our clients see that more and more every single day as well. So so it is, it is about the inside and... Well, the hence spots. the inside out effect it's The inside out effect That's exactly what it is And that, that is really Our main message um, So So Great. Well, look, I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, that's our half an hour up of talking. That exactly was a half. I was trying to condense minutes. it. I was trying to make it small. It never happens. No. Never did it happen. 30 minutes. We always get carried away. 30
0: minutes of waffle. Um, so. No, it's really good. But I think the stuff that we're talking, when we freely when we freely talk about this stuff, and because it is free-flowing, it's not scripted or anything, and I think well, no. we actually are able to address probably what generally most people are dealing with or... Or having to handle what's in their environment every day, and it's real life. This isn't, you know, this is not us sitting down here saying, right, well, if you've got this, switch off this, this, you've got this, and that. It's, you know, we're trying to be as realistic and in in real to real life as possible. I think, you know. And
1: hopefully the conversation we have about things like that sparks something in somebody and they go, Oh well, that's me. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Well, well I well, and I, they I that
0: resonate. I showed you the message earlier on from that's my friends, right. You did. You know? said
1: someone said, "Oh my God, that was so me" from our last podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, and our conversation does resonate and trigger people off, and they, they they become more aware. So that's yeah. why the conversation's so important.
0: Great. Okay. Well, look, that's a great waffling half hour between Stephen and Jonathan, and so we're going to go move on to the. <laughs> uh, so we're going to move on to the main body of the podcast, which is what I normally say. So I'm going to say it again. Um, and this uh, week we've decided this was the viewer's choice by the way yep. so uh, thank you for those that um, that, uh, that sent us uh, your request and so we've decided to do OCD and so what we're going to do is we're going to discuss it in detail what causes it how to heal it how to solve it and what are the other symptoms that can happen with it so um, yep. we're going to go to the traditional viewpoint of it um, we've we've taken this information from the NHS website yep. and so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about it discuss it dissect it and actually probably give a bit more clarity on what OCD is and exactly uh, how we can heal it and solve it. So I'm going to pass over to you, Jonathan, so you can start with the traditional viewpoint of OCD.
1: OK, so uh, as Steve says, we've taken it to the NHS website and um, the traditional uh, obsessive compulsive disorder is a common mental health condition in which a person has obsessive thoughts and compulsive behaviours. And that's basically what OCD means. Um, it affects men, women, children, can develop at any age and... Uh, And some develop the condition early. Uh, It it can be distressing and interfere with your life. uh, But it says here that treatment can help you keep it under control. This is the thing I have an issue with. um, Because the whole point of OCD is a control issue. So now you're controlling the issue you're using to control your life with. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, That's completely logical. So that is what a lot of therapies do. They just keep OCD under control. It's about managing it. But the OCD is a managing system. You're managing your life with OCD because it does come down to a control issue. When I've worked with OCD people, there is a certain element in there of control. They're trying to control the environment. They're trying to control themselves from being hurt, from being getting ill, from from bad things happening. To order. Having some order. Yes, it it it's trying to stop what they perceive bad as happening. So they perceive something bad is going to happen. Either something bad will happen, or they're going to get ill, or something bad is going to happen to their family. That was one of my clients. He believes something bad was going to happen to his family. So you have to control the environment to make sure nothing bad happens to his family. Um, Some people control their their environment so they don't get ill because they think illness is bad. Because unfortunately, the way we talk about illness, we talk about as a bad thing. So we actually feel that ourselves because we think illness is bad. Illness is not bad. It's a healing phase. But we're not taught that. So it's a control issue where we're trying to control an environment to make sure that nothing bad happens to us or people we love and care for. And that's... In itself is the main conflict, but you can't just go after that. You've got to go after something before that. So that's where a lot of people go wrong. So yeah, this comes
0: back to the same thing with depression, anxiety, PTSD, and all of the other responses. It's exactly they're actually the same. It's exactly the same because actually they're just a symptom of something else. They're not actually yes. really the problem.
1: No. Uh, I will say OCD will seem a little bit more complicated to a lot of therapists because of the way it exists and also because of the actual logical insanity of it. So I'm not putting anyone down, but logically, even a person who has OCD knows what they're doing is nuts. Um, They know it makes no logical sense. I will uh, paraphrase that you're not nuts, you're not insane, you're not mental. But we can logically see, even someone who has OCD knows that what they're doing doesn't make sense, but they can't stop themselves doing it. That's why it's compulsive. It's compelling them to do it. And in fairness, a lot of addictions are like that as well. You're compelled to do something. You're compelled to take the action or have that food or have that cigarette or spend that money. You're compelled to do it. It's a very similar thing. That's a driver. There's a driver inside you. And the driver for OCD is exactly the same thing. Uh, It's just a lot more of them. And they can be very, very subtle sometimes. I'm going to cover those in a second. But let's just uh, look at um, some more of what the NHS say. Uh, uh, If you have OCD, you'll usually experience frequent obsessive thoughts and compulsive behaviours. An obsession is an unwanted and unpleasant thought, image or urge that repeatedly enters your mind, causing feelings of anxiety, disgust or unease. A compulsion is a repetitive behaviour or mental act that you feel you need to carry out to try to temporarily relieve the unpleasant feelings brought on by the obsessive thought. So in that case, what's happening, someone's having a feeling and they're, trying to do an act outside of them to control that feeling yes. rather than deal with the actual feeling because we're not taught we can deal with a feeling. So when we have a feeling that's uncomfortable, we automatically try and do something to resolve it. Well no, go like, back to the lady this morning. Exactly, exactly the same thing, yeah. And or we'll go and spend money. Yeah. Or we'll create a habit which is OCD or we'll... well it's just avo- drink. avoidance techniques. It's avoidance technique. Avoidance it's Because we're not taught to yes. deal with a feeling because the feeling is scary. Yeah. But the feeling's only scary... Because of what we're told about feelings. We're taught that feelings are bad, that 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 we shouldn't be having those feelings or thought. Certainly some of these in here when it says uh uh it says an unpleasant thought, image, or urge that repeats the end of your mind. Some thoughts can be quite dark for people, especially when they have depression. Yeah. They can be dark thoughts. And there are multiple dark thoughts and we don't need to go into what those are, but those dark thoughts can scare people. I've had perfectly healthy, sane people come to me, and they've started having dark thoughts, and I've switched those dark thoughts off. It frightened the crap out of them, because they've never had them before in their life. And that's how they start. Someone's never had them before, they get dark thoughts, but they're not lucky enough necessarily to know someone like me, or someone like you can switch it off. So those dark thoughts then play out, and then, in an OCD way, we then try and... Do something to control the dark thoughts. So we might accidentally do something, and that makes us feel a bit better. So we keep doing that yeah. habit because we know it makes. Well, it's the better. same
0: thing with addictions because what happens is, is like for me, I'd had so much like I go, i so much crap happen to me, and I felt so bad that I wanted to move away from feeling like that. Yeah, you know exactly. so what i did so i did something i have. i i found something and i've and it gave me such a relief that my subconscious went oh there you go that's good yeah. that's what we we'll use now and then all of a sudden over a period of time it becomes
1: an addiction because you're just trying to move away from that feeling and in exactly right. the
0: same way this is what's probably going
1: on here yeah. and that's a typical nlp term i believe that you move away or two feelings yeah. or responses so people often move away from the negative emotional response yeah. And they move towards the, the the habit or the addiction or the OCD behaviour yeah. uh, rather than, than uh, release the negative emotional response because we're not taught how.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's the biggest problem. We're not taught these days how to deal with the negative thoughts and emotions that we have or the dark thoughts. We're taught they're set in stone. You can't erase them. You can't remove them. And we're, we're almost taught that they're real things, and they're not real things. They're complete nonsense. The I thoughts and things we have are rubbish.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the other thing as well is that <laughs> I, and they're not, they're, they're feelings are just feelings. Yes. And, so, and the problem that we've had in society is we've given them labels. Yeah. And now we've distinguished this feeling, which is a good feeling, yep. and what is a bad feeling. feeling. That's and right. Psychologically, now when you just have this feeling and it's just a feeling, and all of a sudden it doesn't, it's sort of a weird one, and we've given it a. F- We've, we've made it bad.
1: We've labelled it bad. And now, categorically, it's a bad feeling. And that, now we want to move away from it. That's right. That's right. So, uh, Steve's absolutely right. i correct. We've labelled feelings as bad or good. Yeah. And so now... So, when we, we get them, we, we get think them, they're bad. We think or they're, they're bad. They're good. Yeah, and yeah. We, and, we, and we we're even taught, oh, you, you're a bad person. You feel like this. Oh, you shouldn't feel like... You should know better yeah. than that. You should be a better person. <laughs> You shouldn't get angry. You, you should be a spiritual, <laughs> loving person. <Yeah>. Fuck off! <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. are human. But I will go to say that they are all learned responses. Yes, they they are. Yes, but there's nothing wrong with with if someone pisses you off they've pissed you off. What's wrong is if you carry that pissed off feeling for the rest of your life. Yeah, or act on that. Or, or act on it. Yes, yeah. if you act on it and then you do something to piss them off, yeah. now you're just fueling the situation. Yeah. That's not healthy either, but you also shouldn't hold it in yeah. and ignore it. No, I it agree with that. Yeah. Because that's the double-edged sword of that. Yeah. People do one of two things. If someone pisses you off, they either come out fighting and act on it yeah. or they suppress it. Yeah. They don't actually have a way to deal with it and release it and switch it off which is what you should be doing Um, you're either on that pendulum of suppressing it and going "Oh, well I'm not that sort of person I'm just going to keep it in and hold on to it it, or the other side where you come out and punch the
0: game but I will also say as well is that if that's also the case and you find yourself getting (laughs) pissed off a lot you might want to come and see myself and Jonathan because you've got a lot of triggers in your life (laughs) that you might need switching off that makes you pissed off because I know the more that I've switched off and the more that I've worked on is you know, I was Mr. Ch- I was. You trigger are way it. less pissed off I was than you just were. Trigger you it. was now. It takes a lot, really, to because I sort of see it for what it is, and I also don't take things personally, and no. I also understand where that person's coming from. You know, they've got you know whatever it is. So you know, they,
1: yeah. and when you don't take things personally, you can understand where that person's coming yeah, absolutely, from. Absolutely, yeah. and don't get me wrong. There are things that will trigger you from time mm-hmm. to time. You, no one's ever going to be a complete saint. That's the almost impossible. Oh. Uh, and it can be done. Well, all right. I'll, I'll oh, put I'm a ring working you. on that. I'll put a ring around your head later. I'll go, I'll go and get. The, the ring light I have got at home for filming. And we'll hover that around your head. You can you can be the new Simon Templar. You'd be great. So, um, oh right. although a slightly balding older Simon Templar, I'm not sure that would work these days. The um, bearded Templar. The, the bearded Templar. <laughs> that that's a great way roast. The bearded Templar. Oh, right, Roger Moore would be that. proud. Yeah, That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, for those of you who don't know what the saint is, uh, please go and look it up on Google. It was a brilliant show. Anyway, uh, so the problem is we're not taught to deal with emotions. We're taught to deal with. Uh, everything else, but not our emotional responses. So these things can be very scary for people, and then we try and control them, and that's kind of what OCD is. Um, it says here, for example, some of the fear of their house being burgled may feel they need to check all the windows and doors are locked several times before they can leave their home. And and yes, that's kind of a, a very basic example of what OCD is. Um, I kind of had that when I was younger, uh, actually, when I would leave my bedroom at night, uh, to go to the toilet when I came back I'd have to check under the door behind the wardrobe to make sure no one had snuck in while I was in the toilet <laughs> <laughs> I used to have doing that when I was younger it was really really funny and I look back at it and go what the fuck was yeah, I doing yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of wore off as I was older um, you know I don't do that now um, I just strip off and get naked no I don't. Um, I don't I just that's just a really weird thing that I did when I was younger um, but that's kind of an example of what happens on a lower level yeah. but OCD is actually very serious and it causes a lot of problems in people And people just live and maintain with it and you don't have to do that. So that's kind of the the main things. Uh, It says here, there's nothing to feel ashamed. Oh, it says a lot of people feel ashamed or embarrassed about getting treatment for OCD and if that is true you don't need to feel ashamed and embarrassed like a lot of people think they are nuts and crazy mm. you're not nuts and crazy um, although I've said logically it, what, we, what we people do is nuts like I said what I did when I was younger was nuts I can yeah. see that logically yeah. but I was having an emotional response and I've treated a lot of people with OCD and they know what they're doing is crazy but don't be ashamed about it there's nothing wrong a lot of people have it and a lot more people have it these days because of what people go through and it can be switched off you just need to know what to switch off so we're going to cover that in a second, um, uh, and uh, it, it lists the type of things that can help. It says uh, CBT, um, and visit your GP, uh, but there was one particular uh, statement here which uh, made me chuckle, and I, I've got to find it. Oh, uh, no, it was here, it was this it, one here, look. Uh, what was it, was it said... Uh, No, it It was about keeping it under control. I can't find it. But there was a a, a sentence that really made me chuffed. It was all about just keeping it under control and controlling it uh, uh, with the therapies. And that's all they really want to do. Uh, I can't find it. Don't worry about it. Uh, all, All therapies that are listed in here are just designed to keep it under control. And we don't want to do that because it is about control in the first place. I actually think I mentioned it earlier on. So we want to switch OCD off. So what do we do to switch OCD off? Well, Going after thoughts and feelings is not going to help. Chasing that won't help. You've got to find the triggers. As we've discussed in lots of uh, podcasts before, the trigger is the most important thing. What happens is you have a trigger, you then have a thought or a feeling, then that creates a behavior. I'll say it again. You have a trigger, you that then creates a thought and a feeling, and then you have a behavior. So if you go after thought and feeling, that's in the middle it's tricky, if you go after the behaviour, that's at the end, you've got to go after the start point, which is the trigger, and you've got to switch the trigger off, and that's what DTO basically does, but with OCD, there can be lots of little tiny triggers, I'm going to give an example from a client I treated, lovely young man, came to me and he had uh, a lot of OCD with anxiety around the home and coming home, and bits and pieces, so his OCD, when he got home would actually start when the bus dropped him off and he would walk to the top of his street. As Soon as he saw the top of the street, that was a trigger. Just seeing the road down to his house, that was his first trigger. So we switched that off. Then his next trigger was seeing the gate as he walked up to it. So just seeing the gate was a trigger. The next response was actually opening the gate. And I actually think hearing the gate open was also a trigger for him. Hearing the the creak of the metal gate opening was a trigger. And then the next trigger was seeing the front door of his house and then hearing the door open. And one of his triggers was actually hearing the door close shut and whether he had heard that or not. He'd have to check whether he'd heard that or not. And all these little things, all these little triggers, there's quite a few triggers, there's like five or six triggers, just that, getting from the top of his road into his house. That was like five or six triggers. And then there were triggers about upstairs and showering and how he had a shower and where he put his clothes There were lots of triggers, and you have to switch each one off individually. And although each one created similar thought processes, you still have to switch each trigger off individually. It really didn't take that long. I think it took about six or seven weeks to switch them all off and then he felt much better and he was he, the triggers weren't there anymore and that means he's no longer behaving in, a, in, a, in, a, in an OCD way that's right you're no longer behaving that way because you don't feel you need to control yeah. and he, his biggest problem was that he felt that uh, his family were, were something bad was going to happen if he didn't do these things so um, there's this, this brilliant sketch on Friends if anyone ever saw Friends I love Friends the American TV show where Ross is at work and everyone's standing up in the canteen saying what they do and uh, this this uh, some people stand up and then this one person stands up and goes I have to switch my light switch on and off 17 times or my mm. family will die which was very funny in the context of the episode but it's actually true that's what people have to do I actually met someone at a party a few years back uh, before I had DTR, I was just using tapping back then and he had to flip the light switch so off. was it like being on a strobe when you were saying hello to him was it yeah you know, he was kind of he was just strobing across the yeah, kitchen like he- that he was just running back and forth he was a bit like a flash just couldn't see him um <laughs> But no No He um, he uh, he had a light switch thing I didn't have DTO back then I was just doing tapping And I just tapped on that And that brief moment He didn't need to switch that light switch on anymore
0: Good moment you know, When I started break dancing In the kitchen
1: floor When well, you started doing yeah, that yeah. Is that an OCD thing you, you Maybe just Switch light on You've got a break dance <laughs> that, a trigger. That, that could get really tricky Yeah But especially if you go somewhere yeah, I know Were you the guy doing that In the Miller road uh, Down Kensington High Street That was you Was it <laughs> um, So anyway So So, so I'll explain quite a few things. Yeah. Do you think we should switch that off for you? It'll explain why I do breakdancing. Randomly. randomly, randomly in the, in the, yeah. Even at my age. Um, <laughs> that's, 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 I'm impressed you can do it at your age. What are you on about? Well, um, no, I'm joking, folks. Age is not a barrier to that. Um, so, you ageist. Uh, oh, oh, I'm very ageist, <laughs> to tell you. So uh, OCD can have lots of triggers to it, and the trigger is the most important part of it. Yeah. Once you switch the trigger off, then the thoughts and the feelings stop. Trying to go after thoughts and feelings... Won't necessarily switch off the trigger. Sometimes you can find memories where someone's had a memory of something bad happening. But that's not necessarily taking care of all the triggers because the triggers are learned over a period of time that if I do this, as you said earlier on, oh, that controls the feeling. They're not always attached to memory in this case. So they're actually learned over a period of time. So it's no good just switching off the memory. You've got to find the triggers as well. And the easiest way is just to switch off the triggers because sometimes the memories with OCD are very obscure. They're not always dramatic memories they can be simple it's just fixed? something
0: they've made up at the time of it and therefore it can, because it does yeah. and then it just gets reinforced and then drives
1: the behaviour because they have a belief then and they carry on behaving in that way yeah, yeah. it can be a perception I mean it's yeah. um, I had one that's you, a better way of putting it perception it's a perception yeah. of what happened. and a lot of memories are like that but often with OCD the, the perception is so subtle that it, it's almost impossible to find the memory because there's no great trauma to it I'll give you an example I had a, a lovely 15 uh, year old girl come and see me once And um, before she came to me, she had OCD very badly, really badly, to the point where if there was a mushroom on the floor, she couldn't put a foot on the mushroom even with a shoe on, right? It was that bad. And she had uh, an OCD about uh, her health and germs and things. And uh, when she came to me, I sat down and said, you know, because obviously she's a teenager and when parents bring teenagers to me or kids or people, they don't always want it resolved, uh, and there's some, always some kind of secondary gain involved. But the parents want it resolved. So I sat down and said, look, there's often a secondary gain involved. If you don't want to heal that, I can't help you. Are you okay with that? If you want to get around it, I can. But if you don't, I can't. And she was very. Really nice said, yes, I, I really want to get rid of this. She'd been to a psychologist, been to hypnotherapy, been to loads of things. Nothing touched it. So There's a shocker. It, well, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, you know, and if those things work, that's great. But it, I often see people when they haven't worked, we treat people that haven't worked. So... Uh, I I, uh, I saw this girl for the first time, and we worked purely on that mushroom thing, on putting a foot on the mushroom. Within that hour, that lovely young girl went from not being able to put a foot on a mushroom to eating mushrooms that night. Yeah. She actually ate them for dinner. So she couldn't put touch them with her foot, with her shoe on originally, but an hour later, she could eat them for dinner. Unfortunately with her, the next week when she came back... Because she had a secondary gain to hanging on to the OCD. And she was quite open about what a secondary gain was, ironically enough. She even told me and her mum she admitted it because it gave her attention. Because her sister was ill as well and she, it gave her some attention. Right. So she openly admitted it, but she wasn't willing to get around it because she really needed that attention. It Tragically, if she'd been willing to get round of it, we could have switched that off. And she has still got the attention she needed and deserved and required yeah. in it's a healthy just how way. It's how she perceived it. Yeah, right, she perceived on. that she needed the OCD to get the attention, yeah. but if we'd switched that off, she'd have got the attention in a healthy way, and she wouldn't have needed to be OCD because the OCD was actually wrecking her life. She, she wasn't, didn't want the OCD, but the need for attention was the biggest driver. So that's why she did it. And then sadly, I, I couldn't help her after that because she didn't want to get around the unconscious block. I can always get around the unconscious block. But you have to want to do it. And yeah. sadly, that person I couldn't help. But um, it, it shows you how quick we got around that, that trigger, that mushroom. And she was gobsmacked, knowing about how to help her. And I think that kind of freaked her out a little bit. Because yeah. she finally met someone who was going go, to switch it off for her. Yeah. Whereas she needed the attention. She just was feeling unloved. And, and sadly, that's one of the biggest conflicts of why we do behaviours. Because we try and do behaviours to get love but that's not the way to get love. Yeah. And if we switch it off and switch off why we're not being given love, then we'll start getting or love. Or the belief. That or there's the, belief. the stuff that we make up I'm not oh, like being loved. Nobody yeah. loves me. I mean, I had that for running for a while
0: after, after, yeah, because obviously, yeah. And I think I had a good enough reason why, but actually, it's not true.
1: No. And now you let me sit there and play with your hair <laughs> gently and, yeah. and stroke oh, the back man. of your head, and, yeah. and you love it. Yeah. So, but before that, he wasn't attracting <laughs> that to him, and he wasn't letting me do it at all. So, but no, Steve is right that we, we can make it up through not 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 because we're making well, no, it it's just, up, well, but, but, but through experience. Yes, of it's, life. it's the
0: experience, the emotional experience at the time makes you feel that way. That's and right. Because
1: yeah. you feel that way, you then. Make shit up. You then make it up then and make, you make, make it, up. it worse yeah. in your mind. Yeah. Oh, why doesn't anyone exactly. love me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why am I never loved? Yeah, and we, we, we go to this conflict in our brains. We, yeah, and what we'll do is we'll use everybody hates me. Yeah. Or not oh, everybody, yeah. or everybody,
0: anyone. oh, everybody hates me. Or no, everybody one me. no one understands. No actually, one gets me. When you
1: actually drill it down, it's one person. Yeah, that's that, right. Yeah, to yeah, you, yeah, it's yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, you know, so. And we've all been there. I've been there as well. Yeah. Steve's been there. We're kind of making light of that. But that, that is well, exactly I'm not making it up because that's actually real. That is what happens. Yeah, yeah it's it is real. what happens. Um, and I have that with a
0: lot of people. So when I when they come through with a response from me, so I might be clearing a I don't know in a depression. We go well, uh, what's that guilt? Well, I'm guilt because nobody loves me. Everybody's bad out there. Everyone hates me. And I go right. Well, can I just is that, is that, is it that everybody? Well, yeah. no, it's not no. everybody. No, not it's actually Derek next door, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> But it's perceived as everybody, yeah, we because that's ah, oh, everyone hates me. But actually, it's probably only one person. We
1: dramatise it, don't yeah, we? Absolutely. We dramatise it. But that, our
0: minds. That, but that language, and this is a sort of an NLP thing. But that language is actually what causes our problem. Because as soon as we make that as a as a, an acceptance, a subconscious acceptance or admittance, yeah. we actually think everybody hates that's, me. That's right. But actually, it's not. No, it's just Derek or Mum or you know Uncle Dave or whatever it is. It's it's, it's just that, and that causes a lot of problems in people. Because uh, what we've actually done is we've taken one person. And said it's everybody. Yeah, that's right.
1: I, I I had that. I used to it myself with people. Not not they hate me, but I used to think everyone is just no, horrible did. and bad and nasty. Is <laughs> that exactly. they did hate me? Uh, I, I you know I suspected all this time, yeah, just, and I just I cleared myself did. that last yeah. week. You've you now did, put did, me did, back did. in there again. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 no, but I yeah. know, uh, but I did. I yeah, had this amount of people that. that people were bad and nasty and everybody, uh, everyone, yeah. and, and that's all I'd encounter all the time. Yeah. I would encounter bad people after a while just because a couple of situations happened where people were not so nice yeah I then blew that out, and not my dad as well, unfortunately. My dad yeah. always was going on about people and how they were bad and wrong. And and because of that, I developed this programme, and that's all I attracted. And as I clear myself and clear that out and clear my own perception of myself, yeah. which is where it really comes from, um, the more lovely people I meet every single day, kind, genuine, open, warm people. You know, I'm, I'm loving it. It's just like, this is a new world for me. It, yeah, the last couple of years or three years, is a brand people.
0: new world for me, and yeah. I love it because... Everybody in my life is really I can really give to them, and they're giving to me. And it's not all about them and what they can gain and what they can have and what they can own and what what things they've got. No. It's not a pissing competition anymore. It's just it's, it's just lovely and it's really really great. And um and I'm I, you know, I'm really
1: grateful for that life right now. It's amazing. I I'm I'm constantly really I, I'm almost bowled over by people because I, I really did hate people at one point. I'm no word of a lie. Um uh, I, I'm I've I've not really a bad a therapist person. Who hated everyone. I've, yeah, I did. I <laughs> paradox it's, of paradoxes I, I, I loved helping people but actually, yeah. and I loved my clients but actually people out there I hated yeah. I, I didn't like people I didn't like what they did and the way they were I had all these judgments, and uh, and I don't have that I, I've not had that for a really long time and the more people I meet the more people who are just really friendly and warm yeah. but it was just a perception I was running that partly came from my dad and a couple of experiences that I had yeah. uh, and it that's it what we do at
0: day. and it's really interesting because we went we, earlier on we was looking for that thing
1: yeah, uh, about treatments and
0: how to treat it, and I found it.
1: Oh, brilliant! Right. You so, found it. Well done. So,
0: which I find, um, and I don't want to mock it.
1: No, you don't want to. No, I is don't there, want there, to mock sounds it. Sounds like there's a butt in there somewhere. <laughs> there's, there's there's a huge butt. So, so, do I it He's I, pursing <laughs> his lips, <laughs> desperately trying to hold that butt back.
0: No. Um, so here we go. So this is what the the what it says on the NHS website. but right. there are some effect, effective effective treatments. Right. Mark, some, you know, some effective treatment something for OCD that can help reduce the impact the condi- to reduce the impact the condition has on your life right? and it's a psychological therapy usually a type of cognitive behavioural therapy CBT now here's the thing this helps you face your fears and obsessive
1: thoughts without putting them right that was it, that's what it was that's it Yeah, it helps you face your fears and thoughts without putting it right
0: now, I'm really miffed about that. because that's
1: insane. Right, because what they're basically saying is you need to go and have a therapy,
0: you need to understand and be cognitive and understand this therapy, and it's going to help you
1: not put it right. Yeah, that's basically what they're stating. We're not going to put it right for you, Mrs. Davis, Yeah. but we're going to help you understand it so you can go away and tell and your what? friends why you <laughs> feel that way, but you still have the feeling. Yeah.
0: Uh, That that's. I mean, it's insane because when you actually think about what uh, when it's all trigger based anyway, once you've been triggered, the OCD is going to run. Yeah, it will. You can't. You cannot. You cannot. Manage that in when, that way because it, it's just like it's basically taking a
1: spanner to use as a hammer. Well, you, you can't once you've been treated into OCD response, <laughs> you can't stop yourself and go. You know, I know I'm doing this because I've been doing this. You don't do. You just do the response. Exactly. it's well, automatic. So, so under, selling someone to understand why they have it is is not going to change it at all. Yeah. All you got to do is find the trigger and switch. Yeah, that switch it off that was the response that oh, was well, I can't believe it it's actually that. stating black and white on the NHS website what, what was the actual written? sentence what was
0: it um, oh, it's, uh, it says uh, psychological therapy use type of cognitive behaviour no no the that says we're not going to help... write it that helps you face your fears and obsessive thoughts without putting them
1: right. Without putting them right, that's it. Without putting them right, seriously. That's the whole point. Is you want to put the thoughts and feelings right? Well, you want to put OCD right. You don't want exactly. To, you know, anything. Or it's anything. depression. Or depression, anxiety, depression, anxiety. Whatever PTSD, it Whatever it is. Yeah. But you know, if you're having dark thoughts, you want them put right. Yeah. It's not who you are. Yeah. It's not what's. It's a program running that's been triggered. Yeah. It's like a, a a a software virus on a computer and you've got no antivirus on your system, so you've just taken the virus on board, it's been embedded, and now it keeps getting triggered every time you press the wrong buttons. Yeah. And all you've got to do is find the virus and switch it off, and, and bam, it's gone. And then and then switch off whatever stopped, caused the problem to come in the first place, which was having an antivirus, basically. Yeah. But to actually state that without putting it right, when I read that... Oh, I I, ne- I fell off my can't nearly can't fell off my stall. I was like, that's insane, and that's promoting this on a website, and people read this daily. This is the, NA, this is the this NHS. NHS. This is where
0: the nearly sixty five million people will go to to, read about, to that. read about that, and they'll read that and go, oh great, brilliant, nothing yeah. can be done. Well, it's a bit like yeah. And the other thing is like using SRI as the serotonin reuptake inhibitors, and you know the slits. Yeah, and, and that, so basically, what you're going to do now is you're just going to mung your brain out, not solve yeah. the problem, have it for ages, yeah. be, be on these drugs forever, and then when you come off the drugs, oh guess what the problem Still there, it's
1: going to be re triggered. Yeah. It, it, Seriously, whatever happens to the Hippocratic Oath? The Hippocratic Oath, surely, was when doctors <laughs> took that, was to care and compassion and solve the problem for people. Yeah. That was the the, the oath. Yeah. not to maintain and control it, and this that that really does. That, but anyway, I'm, I'm gobsmacked yeah, at that I'm response. Gobsmacked. But the good thing about it, it is the good
0: thing about it horrible. is, is that, the, the good thing about it is is that actually you know and on the on the on the more positive side is that there is a solution to it, and uh, and we've just talked about that. The solution is to find the triggers and switch them off. There's people like you, there's people like me, there's other people that um, that you've trained and work with that will be able to help as well. So if you do actually have it, it really is a problem for. You, then you can reach out to Jonathan and you can yes and, and yep, get that yes. yeah, switched off and or you can go down the traditional route where you're just going to maintain it and that's okay if you want to maintain if it you're, you're okay with it it's fine uh, we're not we're not we're not we're not you know disrespecting you for that but if you do actually really want to uh, get rid of it and live without it and no longer have it or respond to it then you know you can always reach out to Jonathan and he'll be able to help you with that wherever you are in the world
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah. And 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 if you do want help, then yeah, we can work with anyone in the world, anywhere we are, and uh, and it can be switched off. You don't have to um, maintain or control it. Or uh, in any way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah. So that was our last band. A couple of minutes, quite. You know, uh, it was really good. So I think we'll probably finish the podcast there, my friend. Yeah, that's good. Um, with an hour up, so um, which is always great. That's about roughly the right time because we do half an hour of waffling. <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, I know we do.
1: Yeah. It's people seem to like the waffling. I think. I mean, I think we should have our own talk show one day. Yeah. because uh, most talk shows are waffling anyway, so why not? Yeah. Exactly. Um, so so hopefully one day we'll get we'll be like Oprah. And, um, we'll
0: make we'll make uh, Smith and Jones look like children. <laughs>
1: amateurs. They would look, amateurs. They would look like really odd children, <laughs> wouldn't they? Um would be really distorted, kind of Yeah, uh, not not very pretty children. Um Absolutely. but yes, yeah, so, right. so Smith and Jones now. But. So anyway, so well look, we like I said, we're gonna really finish that there.
0: Um obviously, if you if you have any questions or if you're interested in working with myself or Jonathan um, regarding any of the issues we've done in this particular podcast or our previous uh, 12 podcasts, um you can reach out to us on um, uh, insideout effect at gmail.com if you want to email us you can go to our website which is uh, inside out effect.co.uk and on there you'll find jonathan and my details you can also uh, join the facebook group which is inside out effect which is growing very very quickly I yeah a lot of people can't believe how that. quickly that's grown that's, right.
1: that's that's growing faster than my decaling pain one Blimey. it's I mean, happening in popular sh- lightning speed so we're really really pleased that i will are. say that's mainly down to Steve. Who is absolutely a legend in putting stuff out there and, and yeah. getting the message out? There. He's brilliant. I'm, I'm absolutely shit at that, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I'm really good at clearing, but putting things out. Well, the thing through. is, I, I, I think
0: it. you've got to be consistent because what you know, I know for a fact that, and I see it with people that are liking it. So, at some points in their life, they're feeling a little bit low, down, challenged, whatever's going on in their life, and they're liking every post. And all of a sudden, they'll stop liking because the life's got a bit better for them. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they'll get re-triggered and they're liking it again. So, yeah. you know, you see patterns in behaviours, but I just know that I just need to keep putting this stuff out and getting people to think and look at life and how they behave differently and i know that i'm triggering some people with because of the stuff that i'm putting out but it's done it's done on purpose to get them to look at it because the it's thing is is thing. if it's being triggered if you're being triggered then need something you need to switch off and, yes. and to and to not live with uh, but yeah so the facebook group's growing really well then there's our personal site, so you can reach out to jonathan on decodingpain.com jonathan is uh is great at switching off um any emotional or mental issues as
1: well as um physical pain yeah. um, I work with chronic pain all the time chronic physical pain yeah. and part of that is switching off trauma and there's another two parts to it uh, but part of that is switching off physical uh, emotional and mental trauma for people and often that all cr- triggers and that creates a lot of pain so. Yeah,
0: and also there's my own uh, website which is healingthemind.co.uk and I would say I'm a, a specialist in, uh, in emotional healing and mental health um, especially in particular anxiety and PTSD and traumas yeah. Um, but pretty much out of it, really. I'm getting, yeah. i okay with yeah, it. You know, lot so, of now yeah. yeah, lots of things now. So I don't really have an issue with any, with any of the particular things. Um, so you can reach out to me on my website there, which would be great. Yep. Um, we've also got uh, some events coming up. Uh, and also, as well, we were talking earlier on about uh, uh, about if um, about what we're doing with Inside
1: Out Effect and yes. who we want to reach out to. So, yeah. So, if any if anyone is out there listening, we we, we want to uh, take Inside Out Effect in in multiple directions. We want to go into the fire brigade and help firemen with their PTSD. We, we and the police, and we are, yeah, and the police. We're appalled at how many people get signed off of work when they love their job, when actually we could get them back to their work very quickly and save their company or whoever runs that millions of pounds by getting getting people back to work and getting them back loving their job again. And we know that may sound um, uh, unbelievable, but we really, really can. We do it all day long. It's amazing. And uh, and we really can want to do that, and we want to go into business as well. But what we'd really like to do is actually change the mindset within some of the mind organisations. Yes. So if anyone knows, anyone who is in a mind organisation is in the mental health organisations who actually genuinely wants to help people and no longer maintain mental health the way it is right now because unfortunately if we want to shift mental health we have to change and emotional health as well yeah and emotional health we have to change our approach to it the approach we have right now is shit the traditional view of mental health does not work. Well, yeah, and no, if you, you want to change it with the based on the NHS line. Yeah. If you want to change it, you've got to think differently. We just need a way in so that we can teach other therapists how to do this. Yeah. So we can solve the problem. Absolutely. And and can we I... really do want to solve the problem. That's all we want to do. Can I share a story? You please do. Please. Right. I know what you are gonna say. Please say it. Yeah. You want me to say it?
0: No, this? I want you to say it. Please okay. share that story. So, it is appalling. It is appalling. So I want to share this to the to our viewers and our listeners. Viewers, if you're watching it. Viewers. Yes, listeners. so here's Is a,
1: thing. There
0: a hidden camera yeah. so here's the thing we're, there was a charity event recently in my local town where they had a whole load of stalls um, right down the center of the high street okay yeah. and they were doing things all for you know mental health and emotional health and underprivileged children and homeless and etc and it was all about that in that genre and i was walking into town i was in town that day and i looked up and i saw it and i thought oh Blimey, and I had a big bag, Funny enough, I had a bag of leaflets as well, so I walked over there, explained to the lady, uh, I think it was Mind, exactly what it is, what I do and how I do it, and she was fascinated, she goes, well, you can really do that, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, she goes, oh, can I have some of your leaflets, so I gave her some of my leaflets, and you know, she. it, it was great, and um, and I thought, oh, well, that's good, she said, they're really interested, Funny enough, not heard anything from Mind, no. at all, but anyway, so I went around the corner, I was thinking, oh, there might be some other ones, went around the corner, there was another one called Think, I think it was called Think, I'm not 100% sure what you it was, think it was- called Think. I think it was called Think. Right. Yeah. I
1: thought it was Think. You thought it was Think. I'm thinking okay. Right. Yeah. But anyway, so you I didn't what, feel it was Think. No. You just th- thought it was Think. No. I thought right. It was th- just checking. I want to clarify that. It's really important.
0: So I walked up to the, to the, to the, to the there's two ladies sitting at the thing with their leaflets in it. And I walked up and I said, hi, and introduced myself. I'm Steve. from healing the mind. So I just want to tell you something. Um, like I've, uh, I've learned and, and been in development with this, uh, with the, with the, with the system that can actually switch off depression. Anxiety, PTSD, trauma, negative thoughts, negative feelings. I can literally just switch them off, make them go away. And you know what? And she was the area I think she said she was the area manager or the area, regional area manager for that, that, for thinking that area. And she said, Oh, and uh, do you know what her response was to me? When I told her that, do you know what her response was to me? What? Well, that's not good, is it? Because we'll all be out of a job. Seriously. That's that's what her response was. That's exactly what she said to me.
1: And I I was
0: absolutely. I couldn't... Well,
1: I'm still shocked at it now. And I think about it, I was just... I was so taken back by it. So when she heard you can switch these things off and help people get back to normal, her response was about her job. Yeah, so her response was, well, that's not good, because we'll all be out of a job, won't we? Uh, that, so that, to me, is insane, because I think it's insane that you have a, a job. This is... This I is, think it's insane that you and me have a job. That's a yeah. mental. Why have we got this I job? Know. We should not be living like this. But for someone to say that... Who is this is a industry, leading. This is a leading mental health charity. Who is a leading mental health charity to say that is appalling because they don't. That's not caring and trying to get people better. Yeah. That's just. I was so taken I back. Mean, I'm so taken back. There are, back. are plenty and of other I was jobs out shocked. there. And I actually said to the lady
0: next to her, "I said, did she really say that?" And she looked all coy and sort of laughed, and, and then you know after that she said, "Oh no, well you know uh, I'm only joking," but you knew that she she was sort of saying joking. that she wasn't joking yeah, at all. I, she was, um, and but, I and I just turned and I said well I probably think it's best to leave it there and I walked away and it sort of actually ruined my day because it was that, disheartening isn't it I tell you It's what, really I, disheartening people are paying or put, donating money to these charities on yeah. epic scale yeah and and if that's the if that's the, the foundation or the, the paradigm that they work from, no wonder mental health and emotional health in this country is not evolving and it's getting worse. That is the foundation they work from. Yeah. And yeah. so and so, I was really disheartened and I was really disappointed and it actually pissed me off for the whole day. And, and actually, not talking about it now, I'm actually feeling quite disheartened about it.
1: But, it, but anyway, it, so I might it, have to go and switch that off. But, it, um, it, it is seriously disheartening to hear what because I was told they I, are the company, they are the people who are telling everyone around the world how mental health works and and what you can do about it yeah. and it's completely false yeah, it but is, yeah. they're the ones that everyone listens to but they're going in with that attitude but they're the authority so, but that authority yeah. has a really bad attitude yeah and that's never going to solve it that's not good is it we're going to lose our our jobs that's no good we won't have a job and that's brilliant if you don't have a job that
0: means no one's suffering they're not interested in it just prove to me that they've got no interest in in, in actually well I don't want to say they've got no interest in helping people but it seems to me like well we're not really interested in helping people as long as we've got a job as long as we've got a job that's right (laughs) no
1: we can't have that so I I believe somewhere out there there is an organisation that does (laughs) want to get people better that does want to change the way we view uh, mental health uh, emotions and thoughts and the way we, we want to help people and we know there's someone out there so if you know of anyone who does want to make a difference who knows what they're doing is not working right now and they're open to us something to witnessing something, trying something letting us demonstrate for them then drop then us their details Just get us in because get, get get think... t- all we want to do is help more people yep. and we need someone who who's who's got the balls know, got the balls to, to change the status quo yeah. to change what people are being told yeah. and look at something different yeah. if Einstein said if you keep doing the same thing over and over again expect yeah. a different result yeah. that's the definition of insanity yeah. and that is what's happening in the mental health awareness arena yeah. it's what's happening in the health arena all, all told but in the mental health awareness that's what's happening right now and it is insane and it's so well, I believe, so my, sad
0: my belief is it's wrong from the very 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 top and because it works its way down that it's really, taught to councils for whatever that it's impossible and you have to manage and sustain and it can't be done and it can't be done it can't be switched off and and so because of that from the f- top down it's sort of flawed and therefore they're closed off to it and because they're closed off to it and because they can't do it therefore they're closed off to actually being open to any particular uh, evolution in that and being able to help but that's whether, I'm not saying that's right or wrong but that's really what's going on and what, we, what we're what we trying to say is that there's got to be someone out there that's going to be open minded enough that we know there's someone th- out there yeah and the other thing is is we know this works because we're doing this Every day for people, all the time. Yeah. So anyway, so that's probably it. Again, uh, we'll close off there. Yep. Um. Thanks for listening and tuning into our, our podcast. I think next week we're going to do episode fourteen.
1: Um. We're we going to f- skip it and do episode fifteen. Should we do episode fifteen? We could
0: do episode fifteen. No, episode now. fourteen um, due to bank <laughs> holiday. Uh, not in Scotland. Uh. But no. So. <laughs> 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 that's
1: what I said, wasn't it? Boom boom. Yeah. Oh no, Basil Brush. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway. Yeah, so we're going to do a uh, 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 next episode. Next episode, we yeah. haven't actually talked about what it is though, haven't we? So we'll leave that a surprise because yeah. we've not discussed it.
0: No, we haven't discussed, no, we haven't discussed it. So it. we're going to leave it as a surprise this week, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. So yeah, tune yeah, in yeah, next yeah, week yeah, yeah, for a the mysterious
1: podcast. Twilight Zone, podcast the Twilight <laughs> Zone <of> podcasts <laughs> It'd be yeah. very dramatic with dark, scary music. it will be brilliant. Yeah, we'll do a Halloween special. Yeah, and
0: also as well, uh, if you do listen to it, please make a suggestion because we're always open to suggestions. If you know anyone that's suffering or anything that you'd like to hear about, learn about. Or known to switch off and solve then please give us a, uh, a um a message and let us know
1: what you'd like to hear until yeah. that you got anything else to say no thanks for all your support we're loving hearing all the feedback it's great we're glad you're enjoying it um share it as much as possible and um i feel like an internet celebrity sometimes uh, i know it's great yeah <laughs> uh, although people don't recognize it yesterday you're not on our photos of black the and white invisible the invisible internet. The, yeah yeah um but no uh, have a great week stay healthy stay happy keep smiling and um, we'll see you. We'll see next you next week. week. Yeah, and for me as well, have a really great week, people. And uh, we
0: look forward to uh, speaking to you uh, when on our next episode. So goodbye, guys. Cheers.